0: Today
1: with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, late last year, good friend of the show here, Graham Burns, had a near-death experience after he went into cardiac arrest. And he joins me on the line now to chat about it and some of uh, the good that has emerged from it. Uh, good morning to you, Graham. Hey Joe, how are you? Good morning. I'm good, Graham. We talked to you about lots of things, uh, but uh, I didn't think we'd be chatting about this. This happened, I think it was in October. Tell us about it.
2: Um, Yeah, it is definitely a bit of a good news story, but just before uh, mentioning anything about it, 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 I suppose, fades into insignificance when you listen to how you describe what's going on in Ukraine. So... um, yeah I, I i sometimes think uh when we when we hear stories of that we don't actually realize how how fortunate we are um where we where we're sitting in 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 our in our relatively comfortable lives um but you're right uh it 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 was uh certainly a, a very close call last october um i had uh i'd been out during the day it was a friday evening i went to bed as normal um planning to get up uh, pretty early the next morning to get into the usual run of activities uh, but that didn't pan out at around 4.30 or so uh, I literally went to cardiac arrest I was very fortunate uh, Karen woke up beside me and realised pretty quickly something was, was uh, very very wrong um, we were lucky in that uh, our two sons uh, Ben and Sam were happened to be in the house uh, at the time and anyone who knows me or knows us will know that Ben lives in Dublin and Sam lives in Cork. Uh, they're both trained uh, pool lifeguards and immediately uh, kicked into action were able to perform emergency CPR uh, while Karen uh, ran, rang the ambulance. Um, and, you know, very fortunately, between the efforts of the CPR, managed to resuscitate me sufficiently to get me to uh, uh, the hospital and into intensive care and onto the coronary care unit from there. From which uh, I've, you know, I've I've made a steady recovery, and I'm delighted to be able to uh, to talk to everybody uh, at this point. So yeah, a a good
1: news story in in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. We're delighted to chat to you as well this morning, Graham. Um, but you were saying that uh, someone was looking after you upstairs because your sons wouldn't normally be there, right?
2: No, absolutely. Uh, Ben uh, is in Dublin and Sam is in Cork. And the reason that they were here was uh, because of a a good friend of Sam's. um, And I'm sure you and listeners to your show will be very familiar with the tragic uh, circumstances uh, surrounding Niall O'Brien. And uh, we uh, were at a fundraiser earlier that day um, uh, for Niall and uh, the the O'Brien family. And that's how they came uh, to be staying in the house, uh, only for that. Um, and as a good pal of mine, in a few minutes, uh, Daryl, will tell you uh, the boys didn't have a rugby match the next day, and uh, so they were they were at home and um, on hand uh, when that call came. Um, and certainly, it's it's one thing to to be able to respond, but to have the wherewithal to deliver uh, CPR at 4:30 in the morning um, and and get on top of the situation. Simply, I wouldn't be here if if those guys uh, weren't there. Any word from the cardiologist who I've been talking to since that that was the key moment
1: in the whole uh, episode. Yeah, and and we remember Niall as well. Uh, God rest Niall and Mm. remember that story at the time. Um, But from your perspective then, uh, you know... Not to state the obvious, but uh, the thing that went wrong for you was the cardiac arrest. But a lot of things did go right for you. Your, your, your wife, obviously, waking up and realizing, oh, OK, there's a problem here. And your sons. And I mean, it's amazing to think that, you know, their training uh, would have kicked in so well. Because obviously, it's a terrifying and emotional thing to be um, performing CPR on your dad.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it, it goes without saying. Um, I don't know if the boot was on the other foot, how uh, I'd react. And I guess you don't know uh, until you're in that uh, situation. So uh, part of, of, of what I'm trying to do is is raise awareness that, um, and, and I think we're all familiar with uh, history, will tell you that there are uh, thousands of people who are in exactly the same situation as me, but didn't make it through. Um, only I had people, A, around me, and B, who, who knew what to do in those set of circumstances. Um, you know, I think they went on instinct and they just got on with it and, and dealt with that situation as it presented itself. Um, and I'm, you know, eternally grateful uh, to, naturally, them and to everyone uh, thereafter who, who who helped me along um, because without that support, um, you know, things could have been and would have been uh, very different.
1: Nice, right. and forgive me if this is a stupid question, Graham Burns, but yeah. did, did did your heart stop? I mean, is that what happened?
2: Yeah, um, the electrics uh, that control the the uh, the rhythm of the heart didn't fire, uh, as there was an interrupted um, heart rhythm. Um, the the beats that you you we all see when we watch various hospital documentaries didn't fire on that screen um, and the electrics required to kick that back in didn't happen. So uh, as a result of uh, that period in hospital, I now have what's called this ICD, mobile defib device, which in the event of an irregular heartbeat or an extended uh, period like that, electrics will fire in to to ensure that the heart does return to its normal rhythm Um, so yeah literally that heart stopped for a period of time when I got to the ICU um, this was Friday night as I say at 4.30 I came round at uh, 1 o'clock on Sunday Uh, I woke up and I kind of thought something's after happening here and uh, then all the jigsaw started falling into place Um, and uh, it, it very quickly uh became or became i became aware of, of what had happened thanks to the good care of everyone in the, the hospital um and was able to you know make the recovery that i have uh so far um so yeah it was literally a, a, a moment in time a lot of people will remember christian Eriksson who collapsed during the euro soccer championships um earlier uh, this year and uh, or last year last summer and uh, that was exactly, uh, in a nutshell, what had happened to me.
1: Right. Um, and, and we know uh, from talking to Dr. Samer Arnus, and others uh, that we're very lucky in Limerick to have an excellent cardiac care facility.
0: Uh, uh, look, I,
1: I
2: can't speak highly enough. Um, I was there for nine, ten days. Um, the level of care, the knowledge... Um, you know, every aspect uh, from the moment I went into the, the, the system uh, has been, uh, and aftercare as well, has been top drawer. Um, we really are very uh, fortunate to have such a, um, you know, a centre of excellence, I'd call it, uh, on our doorstep. Um, I know a lot is said of, of getting into the system and how you access the the, the system, um, but once you're uh, once you're in there on the front line, um, I, I just I, I can't speak highly enough the knowledge that some of the just even the nursing staff have alone, uh, they were able to tell me within you know two or three days what the 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 next couple of days looked like, and you know the cardiologists and the, and the specialists were were backing that up. Um, but yeah, top drawer I can't uh, speak highly enough there.
1: Yeah, We're chatting to Graham Burns about his experience um, and is there a gap in your memory by the way around what happened? Um, I remember going to bed on that Friday
2: night and I remember waking up on the Sunday so yeah from about you know the best part of a uh, day and a half uh, I, I, I've absolutely no recollection, I've no recollection of the event I've n- I, I cannot remember going to the cardiac arrest Obviously, there's a there's a there's a certain amount of physical activity involved in CPR, but there's a, a you know a, absolutely no knowledge of that. So, yeah, I had, uh, I was in a different place at that point.
1: Yeah, extraordinary. Um, so, uh, I, I often wonder in these situations. I mean, do you feel very edgy for a long time afterwards? You know, when something as traumatic as this happens to your body.
2: Um. Yeah. I. I, I I remember um, it's, it's, you know, complete extremes. I remember thinking, you know, my God, how lucky I've been. People are liking it to you're sitting on a train, you get up from your seat, you go and you grab a coffee and you come back to find the carriage that we're sitting in has just been, you know, mangled in a crash and you're going, what the hell just happened there? And when you reflect on that, that that could have been you. Um, It's just a a really uh, amazing feeling. Uh, On the other side, there's the euphoria of of still being here to enjoy what um, we should enjoy. And I guess that's the the big sort of lesson out of it for me, in that it really grounds you um, in the moment. um, You appreciate the finer things in life uh you know family friends um and and the support of the community uh around there. the they are the things that you know really for me kept me in the game uh and it's been like that since and um you know this upcoming uh, fundraiser is just a, a, a small token of me trying to trying to put something back
1: into the people who were, were so generous to me well, at the time. Well that's it I mean people, Graham Burns would know you very well through CPL recruitment and you've been very kind to give great advice here on this show over the years but obviously you uh, play a big role in the local rugby community as well through UL Bowes and I know you've been involved with Munster Rugby um, too and, and you uh, want to see if you can help through that, through the rugby community
2: yeah, um, thanks to a number of people, um, and then namely, and we'll speak to him in a minute, Dara and, and his uh, friends on the Club Scene podcast, we had an idea that um, if we could get uh, some funds and raise awareness by, by coming out with a novel uh, concept to, to to get people to become involved, what we're doing is at the end of March, the Saturday the 26th uh, to be precise, there is a full round of All-Ireland League games. And what we want to do is to ask people involved in those league games who are playing to wear the socks of their former school or their former club, uh, former university, in those games on that particular day. And the reason we're doing that is because that highlights just how tight-knit the rugby community is. Uh, I've been very fortunate to be involved in a a really great club, uh, in a really great game. Uh, I travel around the country to go to matches, and you meet uh, people who you used to play against and who played against friends of yours, and and it really is a, a small place. Um, and you know the, the feedback that I got when I was you know really recovering uh, was huge from that community. Um, so we've asked that community to acknowledge how tight knit we are and to show some heart. And that's the name of our campaign: Rugby Show Some Heart. Uh, on Saturday, March the twenty-sixth, by people uh, wearing some different coloured socks. Uh, taking some photographs, clicking on our link on our website and uh, making a donation to the Irish Heart Foundation who do huge amounts of work in that whole education area around uh, CPR training courses and already number of people have asked me about how do we get involved in the training and how can we become educated so that you know when we're in that situation and please God you won't have to be but that you can use a
1: defibrillator and and, and literally as in my uh, case say someone like Well you mentioned uh, Dara Frawley and uh, we know Dara well on this show as well and often he co-commentates on club rugby matches uh, with us um, Good morning to Dara um, Morning Joe so Dara, the, the, it's an amazing story and brilliantly told by uh, Graham. Um, uh, but it, this this is a lovely concept as well, isn't it? You know, sometimes I think uh, the Barbarians comes to mind, where you see um, different socks being worn by different players when they're playing for the Babas.
0: Yeah, look, it's a it's a remarkable story and it's a good news story. And as you said, just to follow up, Graham is, is a well known man in, in Limerick, Munster, and, and further afield in, in club rugby in Ireland. Um, the idea that, that Graham has come up with is absolutely fantastic, Joe, and we hope to actually make this an annual thing. Um, just, just to let you know that the video that Graham has put up—it's on your show, social media channels. It's been viewed over 20,000 times, and we've had a lot of people uh, from the north of Ireland, the west of Ireland, who wouldn't have known who Graham is through club rugby, who are interested in this story. And the even bigger thing is to, to say is that the, the Irish Heart Foundation has been around since 1966. And they're fully dependent on money raised uh, from donations. So uh, it's a very, very good opportunity. And it's a great news story. The amount of people, Joe, that would have said to us, you know, we're not sure how to do CPR training. Uh, I interviewed his two sons in the podcast a number of weeks ago. And uh, they jokingly said that um, it's to the BG staying alive that it's 30 (laughs) chest compressions to two breaths. And people were actually saying that that's the height of it that they know for CPR training. So I, I would take this opportunity on your platform to tell everybody, uh, regardless of age, primary school, whether you're you're uh, retired, go and get CPR training. Graham is is one of the lucky ones. You know he mentioned Christian Eriksen as being on the global stage last season, but there are many many people who are not as lucky as Graham, and uh, we're just hoping to be able to, to raise funds for the Irish Foundation, and, and hopefully there'll be. Uh, good news stories again to come from this.
1: All right, brilliant stuff. And listen, great work, uh, Dara, as well on the Club Scene podcast. Uh, One other point... which, which is, is a nice one uh, Graham you talk about you know being involved in sport and of course the importance of CPR and we've had lots of people quite rightly banging on about CPR training um, and defibs as well on this show over the years but your two sons uh, they, they were on the same team in Saving You but they're on different teams and I think they recently played each other in club rugby didn't they
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, the I suppose, the interesting twist in the whole thing. Uh, Ben plays with Old Wesley in Dublin and Sam plays with Highfield in Cork. And uh, as it happens, both clubs are in the same division of uh, the All-Ireland League. And there in the middle of February, uh, they came face-to-face, as it were. Well, uh, one of them was trying to get face-to-face with the other one, but the other one was a bit faster (laughs) than than one. But, uh, yeah, it was a great... Great occasion, um, superbly uh, promoted and highlighted by Darren and his colleagues on the Club Scene podcast. Um, And it really anchored uh, the the, the whole community aspect uh, of things. Um, And both clubs uh, have been very generous in their support uh, for the event. In fact, uh, Old Wesley, I'm sure they won't mind me mentioning this, but they have um, a a one-off annual fundraiser day where they... Look for people from all over the world to send in pictures of old Wesley members doing all sorts of things in Auckland and Ontario and so on. Uh, raised about €6,000 last year and I'm going to throw that into our um, pot for the Irish Heart Foundation. So, it, it, you know, just brilliant. Um, and I think that the, the message with the two boys, and it's really their generation, or this is a social media uh, play, you'll see the hashtag Rugby Show Some Heart popping up in the next couple of weeks. But the two boys really are are front and centre to the whole thing obviously and the fact that they're playing in, on both teams and vying for promotion so there could be a few twists in the season yet Joe sure. where Mr and well, Mrs Burns have to climb to the highest fence
1: possible and sit on it <laughs> Absolutely I'd say a Dad was never as happy to be able to stand on the side and watching his two sons play each other in a, in a game than you were with everything you got that's going on I'm 100% best. 100% Alright well listen Graham Burns thank you so much for telling your story so the 26th and 27th of March you'll catch it on social media as well and uh, as uh, that interview that uh, Darren Dara Frawley mentioned on the uh, Club Scene pad- podcast as well, um, is on our platforms on uh, Live 95 uh, 2. So you can see um, uh, uh, Graham's two sons talking about it from their perspective. But really glad to talk to you this morning, Graham Burns. Uh, good health to you uh, from this point forward. And thank you to Dara Frawley as well. And keep an eye out for that fundraiser, a great cause at the Heart Foundation. Call Limerick today now on
0: 46-19-95.